0: on August 25th. I'm the most brutal, vicious, ruthless champion that ever been. The most anticipated original series is here. You may know Tyson. You're the heavyweight champion of the world, young, rich, and black. But do you know Mike? The minute you get too big, they gotta cut you down. Starring Travante Rhodes. I'm, I am Mike. And Harvey Keitel. They'll love you as much as they fear you. Now I'm really going to have some fun. Mike. Series premiere August 25th. Only on Hulu.
1: How's it going everyone? Welcome back to another edition of That Mill Podcast. Hope you're doing well. Joining me today, Omer, you've got Mr. Kai Bennett. Hello pal, you alright? Yeah, I'm good, thank you mate. How are you? Yeah, not too bad, thank you. Uh, it's been a little while since we sat down together to be honest. What was the last time you sat down on the show with me? Probably two, three weeks ago now. Yeah, I think just before the
2: international break, something like that. Um, yeah. yeah, it's been a little while, but we've, you know, we've, we've done quite well since then, haven't we? Well, I mean, actually, up a little, a little bit, a little bit up and down, but obviously the, mo- the most
1: recent result was was a very good one. Up and down and Millwall. Who'd have thought that's a thing that goes together? Okay. Like, except every other week, to be honest. But uh, yeah, obviously, new show today, guys. We're going to be talking obviously about the Birmingham game just gone at the weekend. We're recording this on Wednesday night, and obviously in the past, part two we'll be previewing Peterborough away on Saturday where we've got a sellout Millwall following going down to Peaceborough. So yeah, should be a great episode. Hope you're going to enjoy. If you're new around here, be sure to subscribe and leave a like on YouTube. If you're listening to audio, be sure to leave a review on Spotify or Apple Podcast. If you're listening on them platforms, it's always greatly appreciated. Without further ado, let's go into part number one. And welcome to the first part of the show, Kai. You weren't uh, on our little hangout thing we've done on Google, Google, Twitter Spaces last uh, Saturday night after the Birmingham game. But obviously, as we mentioned, a 3-1 victory on Saturday at the Den. What did you make of the game, mate? Obviously, great win and great performance.
2: Absolutely. And before we talk about the game, listen to the Twitter Spaces, listen to the podcast. I thoroughly
1: enjoyed it. It was good, wasn't it? They sound like quite a good thing to do. It's different. It's different. It's um I don't know how often or frequently we'll be doing them, but I think the good thing about it is obviously like, you know, you can record it, but also you just get different kind of opinions in. So if you're listening on here and you haven't joined that, I mean I'm sure we'll be advertising again when we do another Twitter spaces, but obviously it kind of blew up like a couple of weeks ago, didn't it, with the like the singular dialect stuff and all that sort of stuff. And Mickey's been on me for a little while to do something like that um after a game. And yeah, we've done it obviously Saturday night after the game. Lots of joyous reviews because we won the game. But yeah, like I said, it was it was obviously something different. Um, but hopefully you'll make the next one, mate. But yeah, Saturday, 3-1 against Birmingham City. Great win, wasn't it?
2: Absolutely. It was pretty much a, a complete performance. Um, you know, the only disappointment was we conceded. But other than that, I thought we were we were superb. First half, um, you know, actually, after the start we made um, it was very, very good. Uh, we looked in control from the start. Um, it was a really good goal uh, to start off with, lovely little corner routine. And, you know, mm-hmm. George Evans hits it. And if you actually watch the corner, I've watched it back. And obviously, it's, it's not meant on purpose. But the way Evans kicks it at first, it looks like it's just hit a Birmingham defender and come back out. But if you actually watch it closely, Hutchinson's got a foot on it and tapped it back to Murray Wallace. Mm-hmm. It was actually very clever the way it was done. And then Murray Wallace has found the net. Second goal, the smallest man, one of the small well, the smallest man on the pitch. I think Tom Bradshaw mm-hmm. gets above you know, the giants of, of Birmingham defence. Because um, they, they had a big defence on on Saturday. They looked bigger than us in terms of their yep. height. Um, and it was a great header to make it 2-0. Uh, Troy Deeney's goal uh, just start the second half. What a class bit of play that was. Um, lovely little flick um, to Hogan. Then Hogan finds Deeney. It was a really good finish, wasn't it? It was a uh, really, really good finish. Um, yeah. And then Evans, what a goal that is. Um you know, we, we've seen for some time that Evans can hit one. Um, you know, he's never really tested the keeper. He's always hit it just wide. But we've seen he's got a strike on him. And um, and that was a really good finish. And it sort of just rounded the game off. I mean, Birmingham did have a chance, didn't they, to to make things a little bit tighter a couple of minutes to go. I think Aniki um, hit hit wide from close range, probably should have scored from there. But at the end of the day, we had chances to make it four and five ourselves. Malone had a good chance after Jed robbed of um, of the ball. Um, we had some chances at 2-1 as well, um, and even 2-0. So, yeah, it was a really good performance and, um, yeah, really good three points.
1: Bit of the Den kind of atmosphere there, not it, Kai? I think it's, what, five games now unbeaten at home since that Luton 2-0 defeat. Uh, obviously, 2-1 against Stoke, 1-0 at home against Reading. A couple of draws against Derby and Bournemouth. Could argue we probably could have and should have maybe won, especially the Bournemouth game. And obviously, then we followed up, like we said on Saturday. I think, you know, the momentum's there at the Den at the moment, and it's great to see.
2: Yeah definitely I think last year we, we struggled at the den didn't we um mm-hmm. and we were quite good on the road this year we're sort of getting our momentum back at the den and I think that's a, I think the fans are a massive um a ma- the are the mass are the main reason why we're why we're doing so well that you can't beat a, de- a you know a full den or even you know even 15,000 I think it was 14 and a half wasn't it on Saturday mm-hmm. um you know and, and Birmingham just simply couldn't deal with us um and and I think some of that's most of the well at least you know 90% of that is 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 when the when the den is you know when the fans are there you know last year we struggled without fans um and and that's what the den's all about the the fans and the support the players get because it is the best in the league in my opinion our fans are the best in the league um and and, and that's what the players the players fri- uh, thrive off so um yeah that that's really been a massive plus this year um our our home form uh is really really started to improve um, away form hasn't been as good this year as i think we've only won two um but still plenty of draws on on the road as well which draws on the draws away from home you you, you don't mind so much do you because you know if you can't if you can't win them they don't lose them i guess um so yeah no so form has been good this year i think it's our best start to a, to a championship season in quite a few years isn't it so we're on we're on good um we're on good we're in good form um, only downside to the weekend was Stoke beating QPR on Sunday to make it four points instead of three. Uh, but other than that, it was a really good weekend. And yeah, really looking forward to, to
1: Saturday now. Absolutely, man. I mean, not being biased at all when we're talking about the best home fans, but, you know, I agree with you completely. I think it's five wins at home, only two defeats. I think probably three or four draws in there. Can't give you the precise number at the second. I think it's four draws, um, looking down on my phone here. But five wins, four draws, two defeats at home. Not the greatest, but not the worst. And like you say, you know, obviously compared to last season, especially with no fans there, I think Gibraltar is due, especially in the last few games, Kyle. You know, what's coincided with that run of form for me has been especially a front two. And um, we spoke about Bradshaw, obviously, for the goal, but him and phobie seem to have struck up a good partnership and culminating in a few goals in the last few games coming from the pair of them, really. Yeah, he's been
2: he's been really good, Bradshaw, recently, and so has Fobi. Um I think Bradshaw thrives in the in a front two. Um we saw last year, funny enough, Tom Bradshaw and joined Daddy Bob Varson put together a little spell, didn't they, where they looked yep. really strong. And I think Tom Bradshaw really loves that, you know, loves bit be, loves being partnered up with someone, um, and being able to make runs off them, uh, link up with them and and, and Benic you know, is a really good strike partner to have because with Bradshaw because he only saw he saw the ball through um, that he put through the other day to Bradshaw against Hull. That was a superb bit of play and fantastic bit fantastic finish in Bradshaw. Um and then you know Bradshaw scores against um scores against Birmingham on Saturday as well. I think it's I think I've read a stat the other day that it was like he scored four goals in his last four starts or something. Yep. Um now he's his first time he's scored back to back since December twenty nineteen, something like that. Something a long time ago like that. So he's in one he's in the something you know, he's his best form probably in the in the mill shirt in quite a while since he I think there was that time when Rowett just came in, wasn't it? Or he he scored seven or eight goals in a, in quite a short amount of games har- at the end of Harris and stuff, start of rower. So, um, yeah, so he's in really good form. Bennett Phobi's in good form. Um, he looks dangerous as well, Fobi. Um And they both look like they're at their best now, which is really exciting when you've got Jeb Wallace behind them. You've got uh, Mason Bennett, who looks really dangerous every time he comes on or plays. Um, Shea Ojo looks good when he, come, when he plays. He's got some really good delivery into the box. So we've got some exciting, exciting attacking players. And, you know, even though I do believe in the, in January we might need to strengthen a little bit in the attacking department. Saturday's performance against Birmingham does make you wonder that if you can, if we can keep up this level of attacking play, do we need any more attackers?
1: I think it'd be great to maybe add one more, but as yeah. a debate for another day, maybe just that bit of quality. I think if anything, I think I mentioned it on our last show. I can maybe see Bodvarsson and Mahoney going, and naturally probably get another body in the door. Uh, so to speak, and hopefully it's that bit of quality that kind of takes us up into obviously the playoff picture, so to speak, and obviously helps push on. I mean, on Bradshaw, you stole my thunder with the four and four starts because I was just looking for it before we came on earlier. He's already got his uh, goal tally from last season. Obviously, he got last season he got four in twenty nine in the league. This year, four and eleven in the league. Can he maybe get to double figures? I sh- I sure hope so. I mean, with the form he's playing, obviously what I wanted to pick on, for, especially for the second goal on Saturday, it was a desire to get there. You mentioned he's the smallest player on the pitch probably when you look at, you know, the team as a whole, but he beat Hutchinson to the ball as well. I think, you know, it was a ball to the near post, whipped him with by Malone superbly, but it wasn't just obviously getting on the end of it. He showed his kind of, you know, his real determination to get on the end of it there, beat Hutchinson to it, who might have probably done the same result, but Bradshaw was like, no, that's me to take it. And he's obviously on good form and he stuck it away with just pure class.
2: Yeah, and, and how, how what what bullet header it was as well? And it mm. went it went flying into the back of the net. It's too didn't hard. It? Yeah, it definitely was a brilliant header. And you know, I think that's a real striker's. That shows a real striker on top form. You know, the fact that he wants to get to that ball first and he wants to put it away and he's being a bit selfish about it. That that's exactly what a striker should be, um, and, and should do. And and he's done it well. I think Hutchinson, as you said, probably would have hit it. Probably would have struck. You know, would have headed it home anyway. Mm. Um, but it was. But you want to you want to see your strikers scoring goals. And um, yeah, Bradshaw scoring another. On saturday was it was another bonus and i'm hoping that him and a phobia will start again up top against peterborough because they're looking a real a real duo that that could that shouldn't and could well they should be feared at the moment and i think any any defense will be looking at them and studying them in in depth and how how to stop them because at the moment they don't look like they can be stopped they're, they're they they look really good and they're in good form so they'll be the you know confidence is high and um yeah hopefully they can repeat it against peterborough on saturday
1: It's refreshing to just see strikers score. I know it sounds stupid, but you think back to probably Lee Gregory the last time, and even Gregory in his last season probably only got not nine or ten goals perhaps in our struggling season for us in the Championship. But to see your strikers get on the end of chances and score them, and obviously take them, it's it's just refreshing to see, isn't it, like To have that kind of, you know, we take it for granted, I think, a little bit, because sometimes, you know, the last three seasons, just say, it's been probably a tough watch, obviously, you could say the service for the strikers hasn't been there. And you mentioned Ojo and obviously Bennett creating chances and Wallace, obviously, but to have that kind of number nine in there gives the team confidence, knowing they're probably going to score a goal. And obviously, you know we're renowned for our draws, but the last time we didn't score in a game was that looting game that we keep talking about. Yeah. And I feel like we've turned the corner a little bit. I know we came up an international break and we had a draw and a defeat, but in those two games, you know, Bournemouth would probably and should have won it. I think if the game went on for another ten minutes, we would have took it. And that and that whole game, we went for it and probably could have scored three goals that day on a di- on a different day or maybe four I mean there was it was an open game and I guess on that side of the, of the day we were just kind of on the wrong edge of the sword really wasn't we?
2: Yeah how we didn't equalise against Hull I'll never know I mean we had a couple bit off the line didn't we the one that even like it was going to go in I think Saville just got the ball taken off his taken off his foot at the last minute um you know we had Danny McNamara made it force the keeper into a good save we had some really good chances so yeah I think Gary Rowe was sort of Changed it up a little bit recently. I think he's tried to go a bit more attacking. Tried to, you know, um, tried to be a bit more, uh, you know, attacking and tried to go, uh, you know, not really. I I don't know. It's it's a hard way. It's hard to to, to, to how hard to put it, but I guess just not go so defensive and look to go more, um, look to take more risks in in the the attacking areas. And I think that's really paid off. And I I know we lost against Hull, um, but we did look more dangerous. And I think. You know, another day, as you say, we could have we could have won that game. Um, I think poor defending cost us that day, rather than mm. um, not being able to score. It was the fact that both of their goals were pretty poor, and and that and that's what he said after the game. He said something like, "You know, maybe I need to change, maybe need to sort this balance out." And then we played against Birmingham. We went back to back five, and all of a sudden we looked a different team. So it does show you that if you play a back five, you can still be you can still be attacking and you can still be dangerous. It's just when you play it right. And on Saturday, we played it to perfection. So it does show you that if we do play back five now, that's absolutely fine. We just need to play like we did against Birmingham
1: and, and set out like we did against Birmingham. We, we'll be fine. You brought me neatly onto the formation. Obviously, like I said there, you know, we score goals. And it's funny how, you know, our form is only, what, six points from five games which isn't great, but we're not talking about the formation because we're scoring goals and we're looking at attacking. And you're right, there definitely has been a kind of, you know, I guess the pennies dropped in the sense of And I feel like we do kind of look to score more goals, throw bodies forward. I got caught out on Saturday because I'm not sure. I thought at times it was a back four with Murray Wallace kind of pl- hogging it the left. It did like that a pitch. little bit at times, didn't it? Exactly, especially the first half in particular. And I think Paul Clark, is listening to this, uh, or Phil Clark, sorry, I don't know why I said Paul Clark. Apologies, uh, Phil. Uh, but I think he, he pulled me up on it on Twitter the other day saying, was it a back four or was it a back five? I think first half in particular, Malone got forward so much and you saw Murray Wallace kind of on the left-hand side, hogging the left-hand side as the left centre-half. It felt like at times it was a back four. And obviously Malone playing that kind of wing on the left-hand side. And obviously, like you say there, you know, you was on the on the sideline watching the game, so maybe had a better vantage point than me behind the Carblo Lane. But it felt like at times it was a back four. And I, I guess the, I kind of went back to him saying, the fluidity in the team is is you know I think that's the key there where we're kind of throwing bodies forward, but also you've got players that get up and down the pitch, Billy, Billy Mitchell was up and down constantly, even Evans was putting a shift in on Saturday, and I think the players are aware of where they should be on the pitch roughly, but the rest of it's kind of giving them a bit more freedom to play with the ball and kind of look for opportunities. Jed always loves to drift in from the right and kind of causes havoc. And I think in the first half, for me, he took up more position on the right, which made me thought it was like a 4-2-3-1 sort of thing. But I don't know how you saw it on Saturday. I think second half in particular, once they threw on Djokovic, they quickly went back to about five. But, you know, three strikes on the pitch. We had to deal with that, didn't we, the threat?
2: Yeah, they had a massive, uh, you know, front front, front wall. Front two in Newcombe and Dini. but funny enough, Dini kept dropping so deep, didn't he? Yeah, it was Logan huge, and it was, wasn't it? And then kind yeah. of Dini dropping in a little bit, wasn't it? Yeah, and he was just sort of looking to get get the ball and then and then find the passes, and and he did it well at times. He looked really dangerous once he got on the ball. He looked like he was going to pick a pass, any any pass as well. Um, and Yeah, we had to go. We, we had to go really. Uh, we had to we had to go through at the back for that because we had to win them balls in the air and the, the aerial duels. And the one yeah. thing that I was really impressed with on Saturday was. Obviously, after the news with Daniel of Daniel Ballard and Ryan Leonard both being out for three months, we could have quite easily crumbled, you know. And 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 with, especially about Ballard obviously who's been a, a stalwart uh, this season, um, you know he he's been fantastic. And him being out for three months is a real big blow. But you know the the, the back three, or you know on, on Saturday they they really showed um, composure and class. Um, Murray you know, Murray Wallace comes in Cooper comes in I thought Cooper was was good on Saturday I yep. thought it was one of his best games of the season actually because he hasn't been Cooper hasn't been as reliable as always this year um but he looked 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 like he was going to get back to his best on on Saturday and we we're going to we're going to need him going forward now Ballard's out
1: I think going back to that fluidity point I think having Murray Wallace play the left side centre half, as much as I love Cooper, I think defensively you can't knock him in a sense where he'll defend his 18-yard line when ball's going in the box, he'll win, he put his head on it, he'll get he'll get last ditch tackles in. But when he's on that left side, I just feel like he's a bit more vulnerable to a ball round the kind of down the channel when he's kind of dragged out of position a bit more. You've got a bit more of a kind of, you know, more kind of moving player, so to speak, and who can kind of be a bit more causing trouble, shifted from side to side. And Cooper struggles with that. But I think if you leave him in the heart of defence to clear up any kind of mistakes from other defenders or, you know, balls into the box, he just makes it look easy. And I think obviously having Hutch and Cooper in there, you know, they kind of, I think Hutch obviously showed a bit more kind of going forward what he can do on the right side as well. So it kind of maybe stumbled across an, a good balance there, obviously, with the unfortunate injury of Ballard. But we are one injury away from Alex Pierce, Kai, who did come on as a sub the other day. I hate to criticise the player and I wouldn't criticise Pierce anyway because he's done nothing wrong Saturday. And he is we know what Alex Pierce offers to this squad in general off the pitch. But is that maybe a guy right saying, look, if Ballard's out for the rest of the season, you need to bat me in the window? We're talking about January earlier about maybe bringing a striker in. But if we're one injury away from Pierce as much shy, you know, appreciate what he's done in his career. He's a good leader, great character. It's great to see. We're one injury away from him playing in this side at the moment, ain't we?
2: Yeah, we are. And I think it was exactly as I last year, wasn't it, when Hutchinson got injured. Um, we we had Pierce in at the back and Ryan Lennon being injured also is a, is a big blow for right. that as well because Lennon could play as centre-back so now the only other centre-back apart from that we have is Evans
1: um, Interesting though that um, sorry to interrupt Alex Mitchell didn't play on the weekend for Leighton Orient either yeah. and he's not cup-tied so maybe could be something in that maybe you could see him coming back in January I guess you want to keep him at Orient playing week in week out but he's not cup-tied and if maybe we get one more injury it wouldn't surprise me to see him come back start of January well, you never know, he might start in that, that uh, Palace match. You never know. <laughs> yeah. Homegrown talents. You have McNamara in there, Mitchell and Abba Mitchell. Cool. Like, you know, oh, I think and and he maybe that. even Thompson as well for that game. <laughs> yeah. I cool. think if we play Thompson and we make too many changes, I don't think the fans will be best pleased, to be honest, against Palace. No, um, yeah. We haven't spoken about that, but obviously we have got Palace at home in the FA Cup third round. The proper little London derby tie, that's going to be cool. I can't wait for it.
2: No, African. Apparently, Palace could have as many as four players out out for it as well, but due to the African Nations Cup. Think, on, yeah, um, Zaha sounds like he could be out. Obviously, it depends how how far their teams get in the competition, doesn't it? But yeah, um, yeah, there's four players that could be out for it. Um, I fancy us, to be honest. I fancy us for the game. Um, one of my mates is a Palace fan. He ranked me the other day. He said, "Oh, you're gonna lose. You're gonna get thrashed." I said not at the den. I don't think so, mate. Not not at the den. <laughs> now, if we're if we're going to Selhurst, I mean we've got some good memories at Selhurst, though. Yeah, um,
1: that's, this is true.
2: So you know, so I, I think we're I think we're always quite a good value in a in a South London uh, derby. As well, obviously we know Charlton they they can't beat us, but you know Palace Palace did beat us. I think it was one nil, didn't they? I think Easter scored.
1: I can't remember how long ago that must have been twelve that years was New Year's Day. I think that's when the Nathaniel client done that tweet that they all love talking about where he's going South London is ours, South London is ours, fuck off mill, South London is ours. Like he done a tweet after the game. So like if you look through Palace's Twitter after getting the draw everyone's like give klein the captain's armband for the game because he's back at the club and all that sort of stuff so there's a bit of a, an underlying tone to that but i just can't wait to see 24 years living next door to alice uh pre-
0: on august 25th i'm the most brutal vicious ruthless champion that ever been the most anticipated original series is here you may know Tyson. You're the heavyweight champion of the world. Young, rich, and black. But do you know Mike? The minute you get too big, they gotta cut you down. Starring Travante Rhodes. I'm, I am Mike. And Harvey Keitel. They'll love you as much as they fear you. Now I'm really gonna have some fun. Mike. Series premiere August 25th. Only on Hulu.
1: game, that's the one thing I look forward to the most Uh but it should be great and uh, I think I'm looking through their squad now, you've got Cheku Kiyote Jeffrey Schlupp, Jordan au and Wilf Sahar who are all four players that play for Ghana, Senegal and uh for um Ivory Coast so yeah, it could be four good squad players there and a couple of key players that could be missing for them which could be our advantage there Kai.
2: Well yeah, it's lucky Ayew's out because he hasn't scored for about two years so you guarantee he'd score against us, wouldn't he? That's lucky. Um, no, but there's some good players in there. So yeah, obviously the one that, that that scares me the most in the in the Palace side right now is Gallagher. Yeah, um, what a player he is. Uh We saw glimpses of him didn't we? when he, when he came to the Den a couple of years ago with Charlton. He, he seemed like quite a good player then. Yeah, and obviously he's kicked on since then. So yeah, they've got some good players. They've got a, a decent young left back in uh, Tyreek Mitchell. um, Got some good centre backs. Got a decent striker in Edward. So yeah, they're a decent team. They've got a decent squad, they've got a good manager. So um yeah Viera seems to be doing well with it. Even though they have lost, I think it's through on the bounce now isn't it? Or three on the bounce, I think it is. I like that. Um, something like that. So um yeah so it'll be a good game. Um you know if not anything else just the atmosphere and the and the um and the songs.
1: I was just so. hoping to not move to Monday night. I can tolerate a Sunday I could tolerate a uh, Saturday twelve thirty or Friday night which is fine. But if it's moved to a Monday 8 o'clock kickoff or something silly for Sky or a lot of Sky for BT or ITV or whatever channel is on nowadays, I'll be a bit disappointed about that. But should be a great occasion nonetheless. Um, switching back to the Birmingham game, what did you make of George Evans? We spoke about, obviously, that you said he's third goal there, he took it with a plum and it was a great finish. And probably only him in the midfield that could probably score a goal like that, you know, kind of guiding it into the back post and making it look kind of easy on his weaker foot. What did you make of him playing over Savile? obviously, firstly? Because, you know, Savile's form's kind of dipped. And I think I put it to out after the whole game thinking, you know, he's, thought, he's not... I don't think he's been disappointing because I don't expect him to do the same output he did the first, the last time around where he got 10 goals because I think that was a rare, a rare anomaly. If you look through his career, he's never reached them kind of feet since. But, you know, he's not scored any league goals this year. I think he scored one in the Cup, if I'm not mistaken. But, you know, he's not really offering that output. But obviously it's a different setup, different kind of, you know, regime, different formation. Is it is he struggling to fit in? I think when I think of Savile, I used to love him buying cheap free kicks, kind of the championship know-how, where he was at Chelsea before and he had this kind of experience where you think he offers something different. When I look at him now, he doesn't really stand out from the crowd as much anymore in the midfield. And I'm not sure why. Um, but obviously Evans playing, took his chance with a plum on Saturday. I suspect he'll stay in against Peterborough, but it's an interesting one there, isn't it?
2: Yeah, definitely. I thought Evans was 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 superb um, Saturday, and I thought he he warranted a start. Um, you know, I think Savile obviously, you know, Savile's a quality player. We know that. We know we know he's got something. Um, he was fantastic when he was with, last with us just before he left uh, for eight million pounds, Borough. Um, but I thought Evans took his chance on on Saturday, and I thought he showed he showed his class. Um, and I think you know if Evans continues to play like that, then Savile will find it hard to get back into the side, especially with. Billy Mitchell next to him, who seems to just be going from strength to strength every game. He's he's been superb. I, I've never seen, um, you know, a Billy Mitchell, someone who's obviously a bit a Millwall fan. Um, I, I just I love him. He's fantastic, isn't he? I mean, every everything he does is just he's he's got really good feet. He's got good passing ability. He looks like he's got a good shot, good strike on him. Um, you know, there was that Bournemouth game, wasn't it, a couple of weeks ago, where he he goes past about three or four players and then cuts in. And it and hits it, and I'm like, wow! If that would have gone in, that would have been special. That was you know? that was
1: almost like prime Zidane-esque for me. Like, yeah. I know that's a, that's a wild shout, and I'm sure people will probably pull me up on that. But the way you're right, the way you beat them three players on the touchline, kept it in play first, quick feet around one, quick feet around the other. On he goes, and he lets the us rip goal, and the keeper wasn't getting there, but it was just going over, obviously the the crossbar. So I agree with you, mate. He's been unbelievable with last few games. Again. I, I said he was great, but a lot of people thinking, you know, he's one of our own, and obviously we always give a bit more time to one of our own and maybe big them up when they're doing okay. But for me, I, I do think he's been one of our best players the last few games.
2: No, he has, and and I think I think it epitomised him on on Saturday where he he, he got, there was a moment near the Colbert lane end where he just mm. keeps going and going and going, and in the end he, he I think he got he got pushed or something by I think it was McGray he got pushed, yeah, and he gets up. And then he, he looks at McGree, goes goes to run after him, and McGree just runs away.
1: Bradshaw holds him. If you yeah, see him back and, he's,
2: well. and he's holding him. And that McGree's running. He doesn't <laughs> want to get anywhere near him. Yeah. yeah. So I thought that really epitomised Billy Mitchell the other day. He's hard work to try and get to that ball. The amount of challenges he rode there as well. Mm-hmm.
1: And then he got pushed as well. um he's uh, 20 years of age as well, Kai. So, you know, uh, no pressure, but it's unbelievable, isn't it? It's brilliant. And I think... I'm not, I don't know, I'm not
2: quite sure how we didn't get into team of the week. Um, because I, I think the only Millwall player that got into team of the week was Murray Wallace, wasn't it?
0: Yeah.
2: I think it was. I think we, we deserved a lot more players in that team of the week than than um, than we got. And I think Billy Mitchell's been superb this year. Ever since he came in, when did he come in? I think he first it's came a stroke, in the right.
1: Spoke he? game. He played midfield. That was the first game he got his chance. I'm just looking now. And I was yeah. gonna say since then he's not been subbed off once in 80 games. He's been 90 minutes every game since 23rd of October, ever present in that midfield.
2: He's been been superb, and even when he's been given a chance at right back as well, he's taken it, he's been brilliant. So, you know, he's a real he doesn't mind where he plays. Um he gives his all wherever he plays and he's just a superb, a superb talent and, and someone that is fantastic now and could be even better
1: in the future. Definitely. I think we've name dropped a lot of the players that stood out for me on Saturday. I mean, Daddy Mac has been obviously quite decent on the right hand side. And yeah. I think, you know, it's great to see him back in the side last few games. At one point, we was wondering what uh, Guy Rat got in for him here. But, you know, he came in against Bournemouth, looked really good, struggled a little bit at a hole. I mean, you could say he was culpable for at least the first goal. But I think he does offer that bit more, you know, ball playing ability. And I do think we look a better footballing team when we have him there at right back. Yeah. Um and he he's he's just really calm on the ball. Maybe too calm at times, you could say. Um, but he's definitely offers that bit of presence, doesn't he, and composure on through the back line.
2: Yeah, and Gary Rout's been calling in for him to get an assist, um, you know, have more goals and assists to his game. And he popped up with one on, on Saturday. So that will do his his confidence world good. Um get that first one will be nice for him and it'll probably just take a little bit of pressure off that he's maybe been putting on himself to get one um so yeah it's always good for him
1: he scored a goal at st johnston so he's drew a goal here at millwall i'm just looking for his career stats on flash score scored a goal at having waterlooville on loan dover online st johnston so maybe we're not far away from danny max's first Millwall goal if he scores on saturday you heard it here first that's all i'm going to say so um, him, him and billy together with him billy to score both in the game can you imagine that <laughs> against palace yeah <laughs> oh, that would be, be fast <laughs> no, danny and billy score Oh. <laughs> I can only imagine what the day will be like if that was the case, but um, yeah, we'll save that thought for when we preview Palace in a few weeks' time anyway. Uh, we've got a lot of football to talk about anyway. We're coming up to part one, finishing here. Uh, before we do that, um, who was your man of match Saturday, Kai, if you did have one? Was it Billy Mitchell? It would have to be Billy Mitchell, yeah. Yeah, fair. I-, I think I'll probably agree with you. I thought Evans was good when he came in. I don't think he'd done anything special, but I thought, like we said there, you know, Evans came in off a bit of composure. Um Bradshaw and Afobi both work their socks off, but yeah, I think I'll agree with you. We'll go with um, Billy Mitchell from Man of Match from Saturday's game. We're going to end up part one here anyway, guys. Um, we'll talk about in part two a bit more about Saturday's game against Peterborough. Hopefully, Mill can get another win. So we'll go into part two now, back in a second. And welcome to the second part of the show. As mentioned, Mill will travel to Peterborough on Saturday. What's that stadium called, Kai? I'm testing you. The Westerns something. The Western Homes Stadium, Peterborough. Oh, I thought it was called <laughs> London Road Stadium, but... It should have been London Road. Uh, Western Homes, I guess, is a sponsor. That's the only thing I can think of, um, as is football nowadays. Uh, you know, sponsored by stadium here or there. I'm waiting for the day that the, the den's called, uh, what would it be called? The, the Husky Den? <laughs> the Husky Den. The Husky Den. I'll probably take that one, to be fair. Or I don't know. Sorry, sorry stupid probably. But mate, <laughs> um we got Peterborough on Saturday. Peterborough haven't won since 23rd of October. And they haven't scored winning. five, have they? No, not scored in five. And they're winless in one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. One nil Peterborough on Saturday. That's <laughs> all <Sounds like> right. <laughs> tough, tough opposition obviously on Saturday, tough place to go as usual. Last couple times I've been there, we've lost five two the first season in League One under Harris. Um, I think Tony Cray scored his first goal back that day. Good away day, that was in general. It's always a good away day, Peterborough, which is great. Um, but the second game that sticks in the memory, we lost 5-1 or 5-0 under Harris again. Um, Morrison, whilst 4-0 down at halftime, going off, um, started swearing at the away fans. So, I've got good memories going there. We are drew a win. <laughs> yeah, as long as I can see, 5. Yeah. <laughs> so, there should be a tough game Saturday. and It's not going to be easy, obviously, with their run a four. But... If we win that, mate, and we've got press in the week after, we won't get carried away, but let's get carried away. (laughs) Playoffs by Boxing Day? Oh, I'll take it. Yeah, but talk to me about Saturday, mate. What do you expect from Peterborough? It's going to be a tough
2: game. I mean, I know they haven't scored in five games, but, you know, we we can't underestimate them. We can't um, can't be complacent. We got a good win on on Saturday. I think they lost against... Who did they lose against? London Forest. London Forest lost 2-0, didn't they? Um, they're, you know, they're a decent side. Their home form is better than their away away form, much better. They yep. haven't won away yet, um, I don't believe, um, but they their home form is not bad. Um, yeah, so it's going to be a tough game. Um, but if we compare what like we did against against Birmingham on Saturday and set and set up in a similar way, then I've got no reason. There is no reason why we can't win the game and you know get all three points and, and move further up the table.
1: As is typical, win the championship. They are a team that play a back five because everyone plays at back five in the Championship. Um, but standout players that stick in the memory for me, I mean, he's not been in the squad. That, he's been on the bench last two games. Uh, Mark Beavers, remember the name? Uh, he's their captain, I think, if I'm not mistaken. He was anyway when he played from League One. Well, I remember seeing him where they are in a few games. Um, maybe, obviously, losing at the weekend to Nottingham Forest. Probably see him back in against us on Saturday. Be interesting to see him, Kai.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I think... You know, it's it's always good to see a former player play. Someone who was with us for quite a while as well. Um, you know, I think you probably get quite a good reception. Um, and I think it's someone that Bradshaw and Phobi really could exploit. And um, I, I don't remember him being that quick. He was the player that that launched it back to Archer, wasn't he? And Archer cleared it off the line with his yeah. head. <laughs> so that, that's that's my memory of that's what my um, most. Uh that's, that's the, the memory that I've got in my head of him. Um, just remember that Archer Archer header. That was incredible. I remember that. Um, looked destined for for the goal, didn't it? And Archer goes flying and, and, and heads it off the line. Um, so, yeah, he, it would be good to see him again on, on Saturday. And, um, yeah, hopefully a and Bradshaw can, can exploit him.
1: Yeah, I mean, Beavers, I think, you know, he was never present for us. And I was quite ashamed to see him go when he left us. I think he went to Bolton, didn't he, after us. His last game was, I think, obviously, the playoff final game, wasn't it? Um, and I think he scored, I'm gonna say, in his first game for us Beavers, away at Palace. Or so I remember him playing in a two-two draw. Um, I could be completely wrong. Who knows? I might be thinking of the wrong player. I might actually be thinking of the wrong player, I might be thinking of another Loney, but still, um obviously a great solid left back for uh, left centre half for us, always dependable. Um and like you say, yeah, he's definitely, you know, not got a great turn of pace. So I'd expect Bradshaw and a phobie, if he does play, to be exploiting that. Um, another player that sticks in the memory in their f- front line is Johnson Clark Harris Kai. Yeah. Um all fans might remember him more free spell at rotherham the year we got relegated under holloway um i think he scored a goal for rotherham that kept up kept them up sent us down in fact i think you know he was going to go down anyway and um he was sending for Lee gregory afterwards because i think gregory done like a pre-match interview on the news at them site at the time saying that if if uh, rotherham lose that game we will definitely stay up and they didn't lose and i think they'll just take the piss out of him for that um so clark harris is you know they put a lot of money into him the year they went up last year in league one You've got thirty-one in forty-five league games this year. Only three and seventeen. I think he's finding that transition to the championship a bit difficult, isn't he, Guy?
2: Yeah, but I saw something on Quest the other day. I think it was a uh, who said it, but um, they said that they, you know, obviously he gets plenty of chances. Um, mm. So you know, as a striker, you're more concerned if you don't get chances. Um, so it's only a matter time before he starts putting putting his chances away. Uh, so it's one we need to really keep tight um, to on on Saturday and and really try and limit limit the chances he gets because. You know, he has got that quality in it. And once it clicks for him, it will click. And we need to try and prevent that from happening on
1: Saturday. Yeah, definitely. I've always liked um, Sammy Smodzik and obviously Taylor in there. I think Jack Taylor, um, the midfielder, they're quite two good players in there generally for them in Peterborough as well. Uh, But I guess just focus on ourselves, Sky, and hopefully, like you say, replicate that performance that we've done against Birmingham. Difficult on the road, obviously, but having two and a half thousand Mill fans there, you'd like to think that they'll be buoyant for it and up for it.
2: Absolutely. I think, you know, if we, I think if we put the same performance in, the same level of performance, the same energy um, and commitment and, and quality we put in against Birmingham, I think we'll win the game. I don't think we'll have any problems winning the game if we do if we do everything we did against Birmingham. Because, you know, they're low on confidence, we're high on confidence. And, you know, if we can get a goal, if we, we can nick an early goal, then that could really, you know, um, then, then we could really try and exploit them after that and try and, you know, add more and more goals to the game and, and try and see the game off quite early because they're you know ultimately they'll have that their confidence
1: won't be very won't be high at the moment. Definitely. Score predictions. <laughs> Always got to ask you. I'll go two nil, Millwall. Okay, I like it. Who's going to
2: score? Benik Afeyi and Jeb Wallace.
1: So you're going two nil when we've had four clean sheets in 21 games this year in the league. I, I like it. I, I mean, that is. I, I did want to talk about that actually. Clean sheets have come at a premium this year, which is uncharacteristic of Bart Bielkowski since he's spelled here at middle. Obviously, the last two seasons, he's gone close to winning the Golden Glove second season. First year, I think he shared it with another team. Escapes my mind at the moment. Um, but what's going on there, do you think, for is it just the injuries defensively or not having a settled back line? Or is it, you know, obviously, we said we've played a bit more open in the last few games and maybe looks a bit more kind of susceptible to the counter-attack. It's just not really clear for us at the back this year because... If we score goals like we have been, even ones and twos in some games, you normally typically back us to keep a clean sheet at the other end and hopefully nick a one nil in that case. Yeah, I think I think it's something I mean, more to do with the fact that we
2: haven't had a settled back line uh, for mm. the majority of the season. Obviously, start of the season, uh, Cooper was out first game. I think followed that Hutchinson was out for the second game, and he was out for a couple more games after that. So we haven't had we had we've had Hutchinson not had Hutchinson the whole season. We've not had Cooper hasn't been at
1: his best. Yeah, um, I think that's all all, all reasons all, all part of it. Um, Even Murray had a spell out, didn't he? I think he got an injury, didn't he, a little while ago. I'm yeah, yeah,
2: sure. knee. I think it was knee, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. So he had he had a little spell out, and now Ballard's out, so we've not been able to really keep the same kick the same bat line. Would like to, um, you know, and and moving to the other our other end of the pitch with Jeb Wallace, who obviously hasn't I don't think he's scored or assisted in five or six games now. Yeah. But, you know, I think that's more to, more to the fact that we're not having to rely on him so much due to other players you Know doing well, like Bradshaw on a um, you know, other like Evans, Billy Mitchell, um, creating stuff as well. So it's sort of taken the the pressure off Jed now to 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 go and, um, you know, do carry the carry the team on his, on his shoulders. And um, I think, I think he's playing a bit more freedom now himself, and it would be nice to see him get a couple more goals and assists, um, soon.
1: I think it's only a matter of time with a player like Jed, I think it's just. I agree with you. It's actually quite refreshing because, yeah, you're right. The last four or five games, you haven't really seen him be involved in a goal, so to speak, but we're still picking up points and still scoring goals. And that was my worst fear, you know, especially last season and the season before that, where if he's not on form, you're in trouble. And it's great to see, like you say, the quality we've got. Jed's obviously not being relied on as much in the last few games. And Benic and Tom are stepping up, Billy Mitchell stepping up. Um, it's it's great to see and have them options, guys. Yeah, definitely. I think it's positive when when... When more more than one player,
2: like you know, five or six players are stepping up at the minute and and finding us finding us goals and, and assists, and um, defense is doing a reasonably good job, and and we're we're profiting from that. We profited from that on on Saturday. We scored three goals, not not a single one of them was scored or assisted by from Jeb Wallace. Mm-hmm. Um, so that you know it does show you that other players are chipping in, other players are doing the business themselves now, which is which is good because it means that we can now share it around the
1: team a bit more. Definitely. I think we've reached our crescendo point. I'm going to agree with you. I think we might win on Saturday. I hope we do. I mean, it'd be a shame if we don't when we've got the following going there to London Road right on Saturday or the Western Home Stadium. Um, it'd be great just to see us get a good win away from home, get a good run of form together, lead to Preston at home. And fingers crossed we can do the business and, like you say, be in the playoffs at Boxing Day. But ultimately, it doesn't matter when we're there as long as we're there by the end of May or the end of April, should I say. So that's the important time of season, is it, Guy? Absolutely. Well, yeah, as long as we get there, um, you know, for that last game, um, that Bournemouth game. That's that's all I that's all I care about. I think this is the point where people turn off and go, cool, these lot of talking, absolute rubbish <laughs> and get ahead of themselves again. One game at a time, one game at a time. I'm preempting already what the comments will be. So um yeah, dream, dream. Dream. yeah that's it. <laughs> <laughs> we can dream. We can dream. Um, and hopefully you know we've got our mind already on palace as well you know we can hopefully get a, get the business done there but we'll talk about that another day anyway so kai thanks for joining me today as always and i um, hope to see you soon mate no worries mate hopefully we can get three points on, on saturday fingers bloody crossed <laughs> yeah as kai said there hopefully we can do the business saturday if you enjoyed this video be sure to leave it a like subscribe if you're new uh, be sure to check us out on twitter at that mill pods Uh, i'll plug tiktok if you're into it because mickey's been banging out the last few days and he keeps telling me there's good numbers there so if you are one of them people that are new from there hello um thanks for watching and obviously check us out if you haven't done so already across our socials and be sure to check out for more content hopefully coming from the weekend's game uh fingers crossed we can do the business and yeah thanks for tuning in guys see you soon
0: Progressive, we know there's nothing like the feeling of riding your motorcycle with your buddies on the open road. It's a potent cocktail of thrills, laughter, and pure adrenaline. A feeling that would be impossible to recreate on the radio. Until now. Hit it, sound effects guy. I'm real proud of you, son. Wow, that was terrible. Our apologies for even trying. Quote with Progressive and see if you could save with America's number one motorcycle insurer. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates.